0: Welcome to Channel F, the fanbite video game podcast that of course stands for Channel Fun. I have Catching Pokemon. I'm Merit K, and this is sort of, uh, we're celebrating Pokemon week here at Channel F, Uh, and the question that's on the tip of everyone's tongues is, do you name your Pokemon, or are you on the FBI's most wanted list for (laughs) murder of (laughs) puppies? Wait. joining me for this one uh well no you'll you'll get your turn um joining me as always uh for for this pokemon podcast that we do every week it's always about pokemon we're always talking about all 150 of those little guys uh we love all of them
1: hey, you gotta catch and, all uh, of them right you
0: do have to catch all of them and uh that of course is fanbite editor-in-chief danielle riendo
1: thank you uh i'm the editor in pokemon
0: Editor, in Pokemon in chief. One the minute.
1: Pokemon in chief. Pokemon champ. I'm the Pocket in chief. Monster in chief.
0: Wow! And also joining me this week, as always, is Fanbyte managing editor Steven Strom. So you're saying you do name your Pokemon? What? You don't? Okay. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh boy. On. I mean, uh, I, na- Nikki-
2: I name them their names.
0: Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what? Hold on. Nikki Grayson is on the International Space Station this week. Uh, he's investigating new space based Pokemon. Yes, mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. there's apparently new Pokemon possibly found in space. No one's quite sure what they are.
2: Double Ultra Beasts. I think double, is what Ultra are calling
0: Be- them. double. What's an wait? What's an Ultra Beast? Oh, do you not know Ultra Beasts? Is that like what you call like a legendary? No, Ultra
2: Beasts are in Pokemon Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun wait, and Ultra Moon. Sorry, hold on.
0: Wait, Sun, sun and Moon? Sun and Moon.
1: Sun and moon, an uh, ox and a moon.
0: What? what? are What's that? That's a Pokemon. Those are
2: the two Pokemons. The the last. No, ones no, that no, I've no, liked, no, no. The, the
0: two the two Pokemons are red and blue. And I know that in Japan it was gr- red and green. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. yellow is coming out soon, and I'm really excited about that because you get to have Pikachu walk around with you. Yeah, that's going to be in really real cool. time. Just like it's going to be really fun, just like the anime, just like the, Ash that's the anime. Here. Yeah, uh, they actually just reset. They ran out of episodes that were allowed to air um, in Canada, so they had to go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very sad. Uh, Ash gets attacked by Spiros and has to take Pikachu to the hospital. Aww. So I don't know what Ultra Beasts or any of those things are, but um, what, do you name your Pokemon? Because in the video game Pokemon, there's functionality that allows you to nickname your Pokemon. Um, and... I guess there are kind of two camps on this issue that we've, as we've discovered today already. <laughs> so, Stephen, it sounds like you maybe don't.
2: I mean, I give them names, which is to say that Pikachu has their name, which is Pikachu well, and Squirtle. Well,
0: and you, and didn't, Squirtle. you didn't give them, you didn't give Pikachu that name, right? That was, uh, what's his name? You know, the, uh, the inventor Ketchum. of Pokemon, Ash Ketchum. The Ash, yeah. oh yeah, uh, yeah. I want to say Satoshi something. Satoshi Kong? Definitely not Satoshi <laughs> Kong. <laughs> um, but yeah, RIP, RIP. Um, inventor of Pokemon, Dr. Oak. Um, <laughs> right? There we it's go. Dr. <laughs> Satoshi Tajiri. Uh, he gave the names to the Pokemon. Okay. Um so all of them? You, Well, probably not all of them. Well, no, all of them. Yeah, all 150 of them.
2: Well, yeah, all 150 that are currently available, yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I respect both his decision and the choices of the Pokemon themselves, who repeatedly tell me that their names are
0: Pikachu, Squirtle, uh,
2: Charmander, and Bulbasaur.
0: You know, the, the big four. No,
1: that's just what they say when they're mad.
0: You know what? I guess Ken Sugimori probably was involved at least a little bit in inventing the first 151 Pokemon. I am hearing that he did draw and Wait, there's 151st. All of them. It well, that's what they say. No one's quite sure, but
2: the last one. Right. I mean, you gotta find it under that truck or whatever. I know
0: that. Yeah, I've keep trying to move that truck and it won't move. Um, but we'll get there one day. So, Danielle, do you name your Pokemon?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I name them cute, weird little things, like whatever comes right. into my fucking head at the time. Like, uh, you know, some of them are named like Royal and PP and Bungee Jump and like just things like that. Like it's very, I don't know, it's very unbrand for my brain, I suppose. But yeah, I name them the names, the unique names that they deserve because they're all unique little animals. In my computer. So
2: <laughs> what you're saying is that you lie. You lie to yourself and to the Pokemon oh, themselves. Yeah. wow. Are, that you, I, you've you created sort of an alternate universe. And it is you, if you will.
1: Are you saying that individuality is a lie? That we are all one organism upon
2: this earth? No, I'm saying that Pokemon like cells are in individuals. A brain? But, uh, Pokemon are individuals, but like every Pokemon is the individual. There are 150 so,
0: Pokemon. There's like an issue of author intent here as well. Yeah. Which um, is a very heated question in the video game space. Um, again... It is uh, 1998, I think. Um, Sure. But, yeah, so, you know... Resident Evil just came out? Resident Evil just came out, so, like, we're always... Wait, Resident Evil came out in
1: 1996, as did the first Pokemon games in Japan. Well... (laughs) Time is <laughs> Resident fluid. Evil 2 came time, out
0: in 1998.
2: Well, is that the time? The Res- time Resident flat- Evil 2 just came out.
0: Metal Gear Solid just came out. Time is yes. a flat circle, which a is uh, a fun phrase that I got from a show that just came out called True Detective. I'm kind of lost in time. That's sort of my thing right now. This episode, I'm sort of trapped in time and falling through a time hole. Uh, yeah. and I like that episode of Red up, Dwarf. Just like that episode of Red Dwarf. Um, I keep falling through time and, uh, yeah, I don't know who, where I am anymore. Just like that episode of Red Dwarf. You know, you could say that probably about basically anything.
1: Ah, oh, yes.
0: But uh Just like
1: we are one organism, all traveling uh-huh. through time together. one Organism.
0: Mm-hmm. Organism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh <laughs> well. Um weird energy on this one.
2: <clears throat> Just like that episode of Red Dwarf. <laughs>
0: Just like that episode of Red Dwarf, we Channel are going Red to Dwarf. move on to a segment called Staff Picks. Mm.
3: Just this week like I on that of Red, Red Dwarf, Dwarf.
0: <laughs> just, yeah. this week we're just talking about Red Dwarf on our Pokemon <laughs> podcast, right? Uh, Pokemon Red Dwarf version, you know? Wow, yeah. Oh, shit. what's okay. the most dwarf like Pokemon, like fantasy creature? The little rock guy, it's one G-O of the Dude. little rock, rock mans.
1: It's it's little, little rocky rock guys,
0: man. yeah. We got Geodude, it got it yeah, in the yeah.
1: Is
2: there like a Mr. Mime but squat? I and mean, there's Mime Jr., is Mime Jr. squat? Eh
1: squat so much as just sm- a smaller overall version. It's just like a smaller okay. frame. Yeah.
2: So like but same uh, proportions, but they they like shrunk it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a baby, Mr. Mime. Okay. It's like baby the proportions mime. of a baby. It's a okay. baby mime, which is a deeply upsetting proposition.
2: Yeah, I don't like the idea that mimerie is genetic.
0: No, 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 no. We, <laughs> we, will, we don't have to think about that. But we, what we do have to think about... Yeah. Uh, are the games that we've been playing this week on our video game podcast? Oh, um, and I want to talk about a game that I'm a little late to the party on. Mm. Uh, the Mario Party.
3: Whoa! <laughs> uh, Whoa. Uh,
0: sorry. I'm seeing here that Danielle may actually talk about Mario Party.
1: Yeah, it's so. kind of funny. <laughs> I do see that. <laughs> it's Kind of funny, actually. Okay, <laughs> it's confusing. Um,
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, no. Uh, I am talking about Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, specifically the latter half of that package.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I finally finished 3D World because I was like, I'm just going to finish 3D World before I even try Bowser's Fury, which maybe was not the way to do that.
1: I did the same <laughs> um, thing, to to be clear. Yeah, right. Because
0: <laughs> Bowser's Fury is like a remix of ideas from from 3D World. It maybe would have made sense to play Bowser's Fury first, considering that that was like recent two months ago.
3: Right. But
0: wow, that game is really good. 3D World is great. Uh, It's a lot of fun. But Bowser's Fury is just like, and I'm far from the first person to say this, but it's like, if this is what the next Mario game is like, then like, yes, thank you, Mm -hmm. please. So I I haven't played much of Odyssey. I played like a few hours of it. So maybe I should just finish that game. But, um, I, um, Bowser's Fury, like, I picked it up and I got to the first credit screen, like, in one sitting. Uh, and then the next day I got the other 50 catch lines and, like, 100%ed it.
2: Jeez. That's (laughs) a big undertaking.
0: Not, well, it's pretty, it's a pretty short game. Uh, it's, like, only a few hours long. It probably took me, like, maybe six hours, the whole thing. Um, Maybe if you're good at that game, I guess, Merit, <laughs> why well, just not brag yeah. at me? I, I'm not that good at 3D Mario games, but that game, to me, it's a lot easier than, like, a lot of them because the 3D Mario games tend to just go, like, full sicko mode near the end. Mm, um, yeah, Like, 3D World, even, I didn't finish it. I got to World uh, Mushroom, I think, and then was like, I'm just going to look at LPs for the rest of these levels because, like, I can't be bothered because they are just remixes of like existing levels but just Uh, way harder sure (laughs) um but Bowser's Fury is like playing that is like I think like the last time I felt that way about a Mario game was like Galaxy or maybe even Mario 64 oh wow it felt felt, like almost as much of a revelation as that just like the just like the sense of like wow they could just do this why haven't why hasn't everyone been doing this because like If you look at the history of 3D Mario games, um, up until Galaxy, they were doing that thing where, like, you know, you had, like, different objectives in each level, right? And you could accomplish other ones while you were on a different one, you know? Like, you could find a star that wasn't the star you were looking for. Sure. But regardless, you would just get, like, kicked out of the painting or, like, of the world and have to go through this whole thing of, like, you know, going back, seeing your star count go up, like waiting for the animation to finish and then doing it again. And in Odyssey, they kind of uh, moved away from that with the moons, right? Right. Yeah. But Odyssey is still levels. So like there's still the different worlds.
2: You have to um, hop back onto that hatch, It's charming, to,
0: but still. it's No, it's cool. It's cool. And Odyssey, from what I've played of it, is a really well-made game. And the fact that people have gotten so into speedrunning it I think is a testament to, like, how well made it is. Um, But yeah. Bowser's Fury, like, the idea of, like, oh, no, it's just one level is just incredible. Like, the idea of, like, oh, if you want to go over to this other island, you just get on Donkus or whatever. Plessy. Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> B- Big Yoshi. Big Yoshi. Uh-huh. Um, B-I-G-H Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. Uh Plessy, who later on... Becomes a cat also. Uh, And the fact that that game ends by Plessy turning into a giant cat and doing a, like, fucking body slam on Bowser is very funny. (laughs) Uh, And just, just like, being able to just be like, oh, I need to go over there to get this thing. All right. Okay, I'm just going to go over there now. Like, there's no, like, loading screens. There's no menus. You do unlock a fast travel thing after you get the first 50 stars, which does help. But... It's just like, oh, they took the whole, like, Wind Waker thing of just connecting the world with this big ocean and just said, like, go nuts. And then there's the whole thing with, like, Fury Bowser just showing up to wreck your shop every once in a while. But then you can, like, use him to destroy certain blocks as well. And uh, also just a gorgeous, gorgeous game. So I don't know. Like, I was just like, (laughs) like, this weekend I was playing and just like, Wow video games can be good, like, <laughs> yeah. really good. I just, like, burned through it, and it didn't feel like... Like, because there are other games I get hooked in, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, I play a lot of Destiny, Destiny. but yeah. I come away from that sometimes feeling bad about myself. But, like, Bowser's Fury, was just like, oh, damn, yeah, they know what they're doing. Um, Like, this team, because the team that made Bowser's Fury, um, I think it's the same team that has worked on the other 3D Mario games... And they also did um Captain Toad. Yeah. So like Which makes sense, because that's
2: in 3D World.
0: It that started in 3D World. Captain Toad is also really good. And um, I game. didn't play it until it was on the Switch. And I think maybe a lot of people didn't. And even then I think a lot of people didn't. But like I bought
2: it and still haven't booted it up. <laughs> oh no!
0: So it's really good. It's like so cute and like clever. And it's like, oh, they made a Mario game where you can't jump. That's a terrible idea. But it's like they made it work like it's really good. Yeah. Um,
1: It's so well-designed. Honestly, such a well-designed game.
0: And just, and like Bowser's Fury feels like that, of like this interstitial thing that's like the next, like this is almost certainly, I feel like, going to be what the next 3D Mario game is like. It sucks that we have no idea when that's coming or anything because like (laughs) Mario games are released so infrequently. Like it's routinely like five to six years between those games. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, who knows if we're going to get an Odyssey 2 or like on, a- On the
2: Switch even, like, that's the weird yeah, thing is because they're oh so reticent. They, because it was like Super Mario Galaxy was the outlier in the sense that they put out two on the same console. Right. They hadn't done that in a while.
0: And two was basically just all the ideas they couldn't fit into the first one. Right. <laughs> it was essentially like. A, not a remix but it was just like oh we couldn't fit yoshi in the first one we couldn't fit some of these power-ups and worlds <laughs> uh it's like the same engine and everything it was like a full priced expansion pack like a level pack kind of yeah i mean it was also really really good mm-hmm. yeah. um and hard and oh god yeah that game got it, really it was hard like deviously
1: end. difficult yeah
0: so but like i don't i i would be very surprised if we got an odyssey 2 that is like that I feel like if we were going to get that, we probably would have by now.
2: Right. They did DLC for Odyssey 1, which makes me think that they're probably just going to move on to whatever the next concept is going to be, rather than right. trying to like just do a level pack.
0: Yeah. And now that DLC is more of a thing, because on the Wii, that wasn't really a, yeah. a thing you could do. Because no. Because internal storage was pretty much non-existent. Like, didn't uh-huh. the Wii have like, 512... Like megs of storage or something. I think you're right. Yeah, and you basically needed an SD card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Five hundred twelve. Oh my god! It's not a lot. It's not a lot. It's I not
1: enough say. megs.
0: It's not. You need more than you that. need
1: more meg. You
0: know? Didn't they put
2: out that like discless? Wii, like only in Canada or something? Yeah, like that the too? red
0: one. The red one. Yeah. Yeah. That must have had more storage. It must have. It must have. Yeah, but um. Yeah. Basically the message, the takeaway here, I think is if you haven't played this yet and you care at all about 3d platformers, like this is, has shot up to the top. Like I haven't played a ton of new releases this year yet, but as it is, this is like near the top of my list for game of the year at this point. And I know it's only April, but like, wow, it's so good. It's just a weird package that you've like, I mean, you get 3d world as well, which again is also a really good game. Um, but yeah, I would say like it's worth getting just for Bowser's Fury. So that's cool.
1: I still haven't played it and I love 3D Wait, World. Daniel? It's my problem. And I really? I've just, it's, yeah.
0: You gotta, you gotta. The thing gotta is, I've it. gotten
1: so stuck in so many really great games lately, honestly. Yeah, tell me
0: about, tell that's me um,
1: oh, I didn't mean for that to, I, I didn't mean for that to be a slick segue, but I guess but I can is. make it one. Why not? Um, Well, briefly, I just want to touch on, just because it's in the news, this is newsy, it's newsworthy. So Mario Party is getting DLC after over two years. Imran did
2: all the math (laughs) on
1: uh, the exact number of days. 30 Uh, months,
2: 22 days.
1: I, I was in the woods this weekend. Now, I was not in a tent in the woods. I was in a house in, like, a tiny town in rural Pennsylvania. So, like, we had electricity, we had Wi-Fi, we had all the comforts of home. Um, perhaps not the foods of home. That's, that's the thing. I, I like me, I'm a spoiled ass New Yorker and I, there's a lot of foods that I prefer to eat that are spoiled ass New Yorker foods, but that's okay. I played Mario Party, like a full Mario Party with friends. Uh, and it was fucking ridiculous as usual, uh, with Mario Party. I'm interested to see what that DLC is, but it was fun in the way Mario Party is fun, which is you play it with friends you play it while you are tired or high or drunk or whatever, you know, whatever you do to have fun with Mario Party. Um, you know, you do a Mario-approved substance, and then you play this party, and that's very good. I also played a whole bunch of Overcooked 2 in the same vein, and I was very tired the night I was playing Overcooked 2. We did, like, a lot of working out and a lot of hiking and canoeing and all kinds of stuff, so, like, it was a tiring day.
2: Yeah, those mini uh, games get really 2 intense. Overcooked is hard. When you
1: when you are very, very tired, it is hard to, like, coordinate, especially the dog levels. I don't, I don't remember if Overcooked 1 had bonus dog levels, but Kevin the dog, who was, like, the dog from Overcooked 2, has his own, like, extra hard stages in Overcooked 2. And Kevin the dog kicked my ass. Like, we had to give up on Kevin. And it was very sad because the dog makes a really sad face if you can't, like, beat his lumples. Um We disappointed Kevin, which is upsetting. Um, But honestly, the Switch is a very good bet if you go somewhere with friends and you're playing video games with your friends, you know, couch co-op or or couch um, competitive play. It is a very good time to play those things with other people who are in the right mood to play them. It is they still work Mm -hmm. real well for that mood and that vibe. And those two games in particular worked quite well this weekend.
2: Did you do the whole, like, um, snap off the Joy-Cons and then use those as controller sideways yep. sort of thing? We sure wow. did. Mm. We sure
1: did. Is I have like- a pro controller that I use for a lot of my uh, gaming pleasure, but for all the multiplayer stuff. So I, played, I also played, like, seven hours of Cozy Grove over the weekend, even though I was, like, active every other minute that I was awake. Or looking at stars. We looked at a lot of stars. That was cool. But yeah, yeah I like,
2: mean, uh, Mario Party has a bunch of them. You need to get like 70. Yeah, you gotta to get win. the
1: stars. And then Vicky stole my fucking star, and oh. I, was, I was pissed. Oof. I was pissed. I was pissed. I'm not gonna lie. They stole my fucking star. Challenging. And the only non-gamer in the group totally won, even though they didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it, was, yeah. it was Mario Party. <laughs> I was going to say, that no,
2: no, no, that's great, because that means you had an authentic Mario Party experience. <laughs> that, I was mad at my uh, partner.
1: The non-gamer won the game. Like, we all made the noises. It was a Mario uh, Party. Yeah, a bunch was...
2: of horseshit happens at the end. Bowser shows up, I'm going to take your stars and redistribute them. I yep. just at random.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, that's communism, uh-huh. isn't it?
0: Yeah, Is Bowser? Bowser, it's a, a communist. A big turtle shows up and randomly redistributes everyone's possessions. All the
1: wealth, yeah. yeah famous,
2: famous communist, Mitch McConnell. Big turtle comes in, steals all your shit.
1: Turtle, turtle, turtle. Mitch Bowser, I'm your McConnell. Star. Turtle, turtle. That's exactly how it works. Um, it was really fun. Those were very, very good and fun party games to play with friends. And I did play. I so I, I mentioned Cozy Grove last week, so I'm not going to say too much about it. But I've fallen. All the fuck the way in with cozy grove. I play it every day for hours. I'm actually writing a guide oh. about how to make money the most efficient way. Like me, Danielle Damn. is writing a guide for the website fanbite.com because that's how obsessed I've gotten. It's really good, and it genuinely is almost more like Don't Starve, like it very easy and mm. cute and sweet. Huh. Don't Starve than it Star- is oh, in I Animal was Crossing.
0: Don't Starve easy. I have always thought heard it was nightmarishly difficult oh it
1: is that's it's the thing it's like yeah. the cool okay. things about don't Star- like the crafting oh. and like the the progression of the crafting and all the funky it, things yeah the
0: aesthetic is kind of similar. very close yeah. Yeah. yeah the 2d like illustrations the yeah. top down sort of i know like that sounds SD. like i'm describing yeah exactly
1: it has almost like a sketchy, paper crafty look, but not exactly mm-hmm. paper craft. It's hard. Right. It's, it is a little hard. It's almost like, okay, hand drawn, but hand drawn with Sharpies, if that makes sense a little oh, bit. Oh,
2: that's a fun way to describe it. Yeah, that's not bad.
1: Um, It's kind of like that, but sweet and cute, and you do have your animal friends as well. So it has that Animal Crossing. Like, I think when I first do- dived into it, I was kind of like, okay, it's Animal Crossing and Spiritfarer, and it like looks a little bit like Don't Starve, but I am starting to get, there's a lot of depth in sort of, so, okay, you have to make decorations and that helps like certain plants grow Mm -hmm. and you, you, you sort of cross, (laughs) you sort of make sure the tags line up nicely. So it's like, okay, this flowering, you know, substance really likes rustic decor, but it hates common. So if you have something that's common and rustic, it won't do anything. So you have to like find things that are like rustic and not tagged common, like tagged legendary or whatever else. So there's actually a fair bit of depth in, in terms of like, do you want to do this efficiently then there's a, a lot to kind of dig into and you can kind of like farm materials and craft materials and it's actually it's really good i i feel really bad for almost dismissing it at first glance i i, I spoke highly of it last week for sure um, but i didn't realize how far i'd fallen i've been i've been getting really lucky lately to be honest with like the games i try a little bit and then have gotten really really into them i'm still playing fez i'm still playing this like it's it's been nice it's been good i've been i've been having a good gamer week <laughs>
2: Uh, and you know circling back to communism real quick this of course lo- <laughs> yeah. like i so often do uh this game is like full of a bunch of writing that's like super sharp um like yes. anti-capitalist sort of like item descriptions and stuff right You've oh 100
1: yeah there's like a, a a running joke about like you have to have friends to survive capitalism because who's gonna fund your appendectomy like that's like a line that comes up right. a couple of times and it's yeah, it's Chris Ligman was a writer on the project. So that's a that's a um FYI.
2: Yeah, a friend of the site, Chris Ligman. Friend of the for, site,
1: uh Chris. Former Ligman, employee who of on this the,
2: conglomerate that we
1: worked on. Exactly, actually <laughs> worked on the website that came before fanbite uh, zam.com. So yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, I've been I've been having a good time with my Nintendo Switch.
2: That sounds cool as hell. I've heard a couple of different people picking up that game, and I think a couple of other people did, had the same sort of initial reaction that you did, which is just like, "Oh, it's not—it's Animal Crossing, but it's not Animal Crossing." And mm-hmm. right, I so often feel like the people who are way into Animal Crossing are like the people who are way into Call of Duty, where it's just like, "Yes, I love this game," and Your uh, there one are video
1: game, yeah. The, uh-huh. <laughs> there are other
2: games like it, and I might—if I gave them the time of day. Um, play them or enjoy them even more. But like at the end of the day, I'm going to keep coming back to the thing that I'm comfortable with. Whereas yeah. like giving, it can be sometimes difficult to give a chance to something that is so similar to something you already love.
1: Or, or looks similar on the surface. Like right, this is yeah. doing a lot of other things that right. I'm like, have very pleasantly surprised at how well they do them. Like it's, it's really fun to do the crafting and yeah, it's a lot like don't starve without being, horribly difficult instead it's like have fun with everything and it's peaceful but have fun with all this crafting and and getting into all that stuff so yeah steven
2: hello you've Um, been playing
1: some games i bet
2: yeah i've been playing a number of video games actually um a lot of the same sort of stuff that i'm always kind of um sticking with here and there um, obviously, Destiny Two and whatnot. Warframe had some new stuff go up. I played that a little bit of that, but I've been playing a new game, so new that it's not even out yet. Um, oh, fallen back down merits time hole over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've got a game called Returnal which I am uh, pulling up the embargo for
1: right now. I know, it's like, can you talk talk Returnal?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to uh, discover. Okay, so So I can talk a little bit about Returnal. I think I can still only talk about the first two biomes and the stuff that you see in those first two biomes, which Ah. is a huge bummer, because the thing I really want to talk about is this major, major, major story swing that that game takes um, that I can't say anything about, but it is Ah. fucking wild. Um, it looks like I won't be able to talk about that until the end of this week, unfortunately, on Friday. But um, for the meantime, I can talk about this game a little bit that um, some people listening to this might have heard about on the stream that we did over on twitch.tv slash fanbite. It is the new game from Housemark. Does that name mean anything? Yeah, to people?
1: they yeah. made a yeah. very cool early PS4 game.
2: Yes, they made a, it was a launch PS4 game called Resogun. Um, Yes,
1: Resogun, that's it, that's it.
2: And uh, it was like the first, it, it was at like one of the forefronts of the like Sony during that era of the PS4 being like, hey, there's no big games out because that was the era where a bunch of huge publishers were like, we don't know if this whole console thing is really going to stick. We we hear that <laughs> these phone games are actually where everybody mm-hmm. wants to play games right now. And then those consoles sold, like, gangbusters. And they were like, ah, fuck, ah, shit, ah, beans. We got to make some games, huh? <laughs>
3: um,
2: But, you know, for the first six months there, it was you played Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, um, and Resogun. And they have done a bunch of games in that same vein, which are, like, arcade-type shooters that are... um old callbacks to like Robotron and the one that I always loved was Super Stardust HD, which is very geometry wars like in a lot of ways. Um, and this game Returnal is a third person, like story based action shooter. Um, but, yeah, which at first you're like, "Oh, okay, so they got out of the game of like making these kind of arcade games." They even like a couple of years ago put out like a statement where they were like, "Look, we're going to we're done making arcade games because nobody fucking wants them. People just want to fucking run around and do Gears of War shit." Like they did like this <laughs> very kind of like browbeaten interview <laughs> like a few years ago there where they were just like, listen, we we put out Next Machina, we put out Outland, we put out um Alienation, Dead Nation, all that stuff, and it's like nobody gives a shit. So we're gonna make a fucking shooter. Um and this is the result, but it is a shooter that takes into account a lot of their bullet hole bullet hole. Yep, they're they've got a lot of bullet holes in this shooter. When, when, <laughs> I, when, I, when I pull the right trigger, I make a bullet hole on the wall in this is alien ruin. <laughs> Uh, They take a lot of bullet hell ideas from those games and morph them into the third-person action shooter sort of aesthetic. Um, So you will be fighting, like, here's this big giant, like, alien-looking squid dog that looks like it popped out of an emergence hole in Gears of War or something. But... When it shoots at you, it shoots like big, slow-moving balls that go through the air that you can duck between just by moving correctly, Mm. as if you were like a little spaceship in Geometry Wars or Super Stardust or something. Um, And a bunch of different enemies have moves like that. And you have a Hades-like invincible dash that's on a brief, brief, brief cooldown uh, that allows you to kind of move and uh, stick enemies as you go along. And uh, they're also similar to Hades. It's a roguelike. So there is a lot of arcadey element in the game um, by virtue of the fact that you're constantly like dying and restarting and stuff. But there is some also like um, progression over time in the form of mostly traversal tools. Like there's a um, grappling hook that I believe uh, this embargo says I'm allowed to talk about that you eventually get. Uh, you get like a sword that lets you cut through big energy barriers um, in the environment. And anytime you get one of these new traversal tools, when you restart a run from the beginning, there are areas that you have been just like completely passing, like secret zones and whatnot, oh. that you would just like, normally would just pass by and it's like, well, I can't guess I can't get that health upgrade in there. But if you you know, come back with the sword on a subsequent run. It's just like, well, I can pop this energy barrier open, go in, get the health upgrade and all this stuff. So I love
1: that shit. Mm -hmm. No, it's going back for goodies kind of thing. I'm like, Oh yeah.
2: And they have like a lot of like super generous fast travel that like, because this is a PlayStation five exclusive, like a true PlayStation five exclusive. I don't think it's on anything else. Um, they make full use of these super, super fast load times on the PlayStation 5. Um, so if you want to go back for goodies, you can just, like, stand on a thing and then just, like, zoop, you're, like, there in five oh, seconds. that's good. Yeah. It's a real satisfying experience. The The shooting feels good. You book it. It's like a, you know, it looks like a Gears of War or something like that. But unlike those games, instead of moving very, very slowly, you just absolutely cook through levels at, like, incredible nice. speeds. And yeah. have like very, very tight control over your character to the point where it's like at first I was like, I I feel like I'm getting my ass kicked in this game all the time because I was always just like, well, it's a bullet hell shooter. But one of the things that is, you know, unique to bullet hell shooters is that they are usually top down or side to side. So you can see the bullets like there's a mm, right, spatial yeah. awareness to those games. Mm-hmm. And because this game is an over the shoulder third person shooter, I was like, I can't see these bullets coming at me or whatever. Mm. And then eventually I kind of realized, oh, wait, I don't need to aim down sights all the time. I'm doing that because, like, video games have trained me to aim down sights all the time. But if I don't aim down sights, the camera is pulled way far back and I can see so much more of the environment. The only times I really need to aim down sights are when I'm, like, trying to pop, like, a specific switch on a wall or something or hit a far off, like, sniper type enemy or something like that. Otherwise, normally... I can just like soak in this whole environment and move around much more effectively just by like running through it. Like it's doom or something like that. Mm. Mm. And you know, I, th- it's very, very difficult not to make, like, a million different comparisons to this game because it's got, like, shades of Hades, it's got shades of Gears of War, it's got shades of Metroid Prime specifically. It has a lot of the scanning type stuff for Metroid Prime. Um, even Tonally has some very similar stuff of, like, you are alone on this planet called Atropos, there are no other speaking characters in the game for, like... A- a- Ever, I know, as far as I oh, know, wow. um, like your character Celine is there chasing after some kind of uh, message called the White Shadow, and uh, it kind of starts in medias res, uh, where it doesn't oh. explain <laughs> what, <laughs> uh, why she's there or what White Shadow is or or what's going on. She's you just know she's not supposed to be there, and it's a lot of her kind of like talking to herself, and she finds very quickly that she has been in a time loop for a while now, and like. Dozens of other Selenes have gone before her and gotten farther than her. And sometimes you find their corpses and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes you fight their corpses and they'll drop loot and and things huh. like that. Uh, almost in a Dark Souls type way. It's like straight up the... You touch their bloodstains on the ground and then you watch their like last five seconds before oh, they die.
3: Huh.
2: Um, but then if you want to, if you do that, you can... Um, click on those corpses and it's like, there's two options. It's like scavenge where you have to like spend some money to basically steal all of that player's stuff that they had when they died. Oh, uh-huh. Or you can, um, choose to avenge them and the game will spawn in like a super powered mini boss and you have to oh. basically beat this boss fight. And instead of like spending that resource called ether that carries over from run to run, you get that ether back. Um, so in exchange for def- these
0: uh, these are like other play like other players yeah
2: other human players who died
0: oh, yeah. okay cool that's
1: cool as hell so yeah. there's
2: there's so much going on in this game yeah and it's a pretty tight package overall but it's so densely packed at the same time because there's so many different things with, between all of the metroid stuff the, the roguelike stuff the all yeah. that all of that sort of thing when so. does it come out i think it's this friday i think it's on the 30th
0: oh god yes that, this is the only thing so far that's made me be like Maybe I'll get a PS five, except I then I remember you still can't get a PS five.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> that's that's kind of the problem, um so, to a large yeah, degree. Yeah.
0: I wonder I mean, I guess the I know the PS five has sold extremely well, but I don't know. It feels like a lot of people like this is maybe the first game for a lot of people that they'll wanna play and then like and then also the the new Ratchet and Clank comes out fairly soon Ooh, too. Fairly right? soon too, yeah. And it's like, well, I would love to play those, but um until they make him more. Yeah, do you have to know a guy
1: still to get a PS5?
0: Do you have to what? Do
1: you have to like know a guy?
2: Oh, who knows a guy to get a PS5. Yeah, it's it's bad out there. Like oh. they're they sell out like within five seconds. Like you can follow Warrior sixty four or whatever on Twitter and hope to get into those queues, but it's like those queues empty out in five seconds. It's it's Damn. terrible. But you're right, Merritt. like the rubber is kind of meeting the road to a certain degree because there have been good PlayStation five games so far, but a lot of them have also been available on PS4 or PC. And we are now rapidly approaching the point where, okay, PlayStation five exclusives like genuine exclusives are uh, going to be start coming out here soon. And it hasn't gotten any easier to buy these things. (laughs) And that's not entirely, uh, like, Sony's fault. There's, like, obviously there was, there was COVID. A lot of people blame COVID for this sort of thing. But it's also a situation of, like, the electronics in general are, like, in a real bad spot. Like, the production on electronics is really, really terrible right now because there's just, like, shortages, like, chip shortages across the world, across multiple different industries and things. Yeah. Right. And um, then you add in, like, all the fucking Bitcoin miners with, like, NFT shit and all that stuff for, like, um, graphics cards. It gets bad. It's terrible. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good solution for anybody. I got incredibly lucky, I think. I think I got in just under the wire and pre-ordered a PlayStation 5 right before the real, real nasty hit. And okay. now scalpers have just, like, completely cornered that whole thing.
1: God damn.
2: But yeah, Returnal, very cool game so far. I'm excited to talk more about the story but <laughs> I'm allowed to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It I mean, it looks cool. Maybe I can just like watch you play it or something. Sure. Yeah. Um Yeah, God, Ratchet and Clank too. That's, yeah. Just that PS4 game is so good.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm like a longtime Ratchet and Clank fan, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the new one as well. Yeah. And um, they are also doing a lot of that, like, super fast loads time. So the the stuff that they've mm-hmm. shown for Ratchet and Clank, where it's like, here's a big wall that, like, just shows you another world, and you just step mm-hmm. through it, and you instantly load into a new zone. Returnal does that, too. They kind of beat that game oh. to its own game.
0: Yeah, that, that looked really cool. Um, Yeah, the whole, like, instant loading, like, mm-hmm. seamless kind of thing. Very neat. And then,
2: um, yeah, I've been playing some other stuff as well. I played a little bit of that near replicant uh, remake that came out um, just today. That was fun. Can you Um, tell me
1: a little bit about this? Because I, for some reason, I guess because I'm me, I didn't realize it was the near game from 10 years ago, as opposed to the near game from. Whatever, three or four years ago. So, no, yeah. This is the one with the fishing, and Justin McElroy got right, mad at the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know about that fucking he game. He got mad honestly. at the fishing,
2: if I remember. He got correctly. mad at the
1: fishing, and he's like, "Okay, book, whatever." And yeah. yeah, there's a magical book. He got mad at the fishing.
2: We're more there's are seasons.
1: Vice. That's it. So, what what is this game?
2: i'll be completely honest um i am not super super far into the game i'm like two or three hours or something so i'll try to keep it a little brief and i think there's also a review on the podcast uh, feed already mm-hmm. by yes John there is and i just was curious
1: about because i couldn't just go ask them
2: yeah no now that's I'm, fine now
1: i'm using my time here to ask you about it
2: that's cool um this is the game that came first do you know the chronology of near danielle oh boy it's so fucked no. up yeah, Merritt, I know knows this. There, um, well,
0: I know a little bit. There's like the Dragon Guard games. Yes, and then there's near, and it's all like there's always an apocalypse happening. Yeah.
2: So, at like, the, there was a PlayStation Two game called Dragon Guard that's like a high yeah. fantasy. You're riding on dragons, you fight an evil god or whatever, and that game had like five different endings that you could get. And then at the end of the like joke ending, you know, like that UFO ending in Silent Hill games, like there's like a goofy, like, oh, there was a dog that was behind it all along. And it's all like a goofy fun time thing. There's like a goofy jokey ending at the end of Nier or at the end of Drakengard, uh, that you can get if you do like everything in that game where you get like teleported to like New York City on your big dragon and you fight the final boss, like this giant god lady who's like... Godzilla sized in the middle of New York in the middle of like Times Square. And then you're like characters are like, we did it. We actually won. And then like two Migs fly by and shoot missiles at you and kill you and your dragon and uh, blow up the the big uh, god lady and she crumbles to dust. Nier is a the first Nier. This new game is a sequel to that ending of that game.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> Where the ashes of that evil god lady have like started to spread across the earth and i think have caused like a disease uh to start spreading to all the different mm. people in the world?
0: I've heard about that. Yeah. That's
2: in, Okay. Yeah. In the year 2053. And then you play the first like 10 minutes of Nier in 2053 and then it says That's the tutorial, and then after the tutorial, the screen goes black, and says, 1,413 years later.
0: (laughs) Everyone fucking died.
2: (laughs) Everyone fucking died. Um, But suddenly you're playing as those same characters you were 1,400 years ago, and it's not explained at all. And the rest of the game is kind of like an open-world RPG. Um, (laughs) And it is more fantasy-esque. And whatnot, you are going from town to town, like trying to kill monsters called shades, and you're trying to protect your sister who is sick uh, with this disease called the Black Scroll. And you find a okay. cool magic book that won't ta- stop talking shit. And his name is Grimoire Vice.
1: Oh, that was the book. Okay. Yeah. It's all making sense now. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
2: There you go. And so it, I think that basically covers it. I think all of Nier Ma- should make sense to you now, Danielle. It does. <laughs> I, I
3: will say, the thing
2: that I like about so far, Re- Re- Replicate so far is this is just like a very specific thing about me. And I think to a certain extent, you as well, Merit. Like, I think you and I both kind of appreciate this like mechanically sometimes. But this game is like aggressively hot player hostile in a way that I mm. find like very funny <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, it's like the deadly premonition of JRPGs.
3: Okay.
1: Huh. Okay. All
2: right. Um, where it'll be like... Uh, here's this incredibly important like video game mechanic that uh that unlocks this like incredibly useful like gardening system that's like a real time gardening system where you turn off the console and the, your plants are still growing at your little house in your garden back at home, and the only way to unlock it early on, um, I think later on you can get it like easier but like early on that is gated behind a random side quest where this lady is like hey I need you to go over to this other town and buy like three tulip seeds and that's all that you're told you're told this lady wants some tulip seeds so you have to go to this other town on the road to the other town you immediately step out onto the road and there's like a big giant monster and a huge like boss health bar shows up and you're like oh shit I guess there's like just a boss out here and then I went to go fight him and he shot like one bullet at me it hit me and I died instantly and had to restart beginning of the area. So wow. I ran past that guy, skipped him, went to the town, bought the fertilizer thing or whatever she wanted, the tulip seeds, and then brought them back to her, like, went literally went in a big, giant, straight line, and then just ran all the way back to where I started, and then she was like, great, thanks. And then the game's like, hey, you have now unlocked gardening. This entire major system in this game Good. that was unmarked and not told to you cool. anywhere else um, is, is locked in here. In this, like, almost Death Stranding sort of way Um, mm. of, like, the game is fighting back against you in a way that I, yeah, I just, I like, and you know, I mm-hmm. just enjoy cool. that sort it's of like fun.
0: climb. Yeah. I feel like so many, I feel like the, the trend in big games has been just to make you feel so empowered and like yeah. in control and make the experience so frictionless that I think introducing friction can be a really interesting design decision. Right. And
2: in the, in the case of this game, it, all of that friction is also in service of a story that I know people absolutely fucking adore. Um, I know Imran, obviously, who uh, wrote a review for the site and was on that podcast, uh, absolutely loves this uh, game and its story. There are a lot of real, real freaks out there who love this game way more than Automata. So mm-hmm. I've been meaning to give it a try for like a million years. And they finally put out this remake that is based on the Japanese only version of mm-hmm. Nier. Because there was there was two versions. There was a version Jesus that was available Christ. in America, and there was a version that was only available in Japan. Uh-huh. And and this is based on the J- Japanese mm. version. So, okay, it's too
0: complicated.
2: Yeah, wow, it's that's a, a
0: lot. It's that's a much. lot going on there.
2: Yeah, but yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll probably have mask, more to say about that the, in the
0: future. The masked teeth man made all of them.
2: I've I've not run into anybody with masks yet. Oh, oh! You mean the real Mask Man? <laughs> Different mask, yeah. yeah. Yokotaro, yes. So the the mask that he wears is a, the mask of a character named Emil, who apparently be, starts in this game somewhere. Who is like a boy with a very tragic backstory. Who's like this weird, sad Jack Skellington looking character. Who, my understanding, has like an incredibly tragic backstory.
0: Damn. So, his dad's uh, is a robot. It was what? His dad's is a robot. His dad's is a robot. Fuck. His oh, is a fuck. robot. Wait to from spoil it for me. From the moon. <laughs> from the moon? Oh, yeah. is it from the moon? Oh, it's so sad. Emil, your dad's is a robot. <laughs> your dad's is a moon robot. <laughs> My dad's is a moon robot. That's why I wear this mask. <laughs> Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. Uh, and then everyone was wait. like, wait, that looks like a moon robot. Did anyone care who Yokotaro was until he put on the mask? Oh, is no. Yokotaro Bane? Is he, is Yokotaro the bane of video game development?
3: But okay. not the bane, like
0: not the bane like he's like bad for it, but he is like the bane. Capital B bane, yeah. Yeah, he's the Tom Hardy mask wearing man. I think he is. Yeah,
2: I think you're right. I think he I mean, is. Yeah. You've you've uh, cracked it. You cracked the case, well, combo.
0: That was that's one question, but there are other questions to answer in a segment called Question Time.
1: Question time. Yes. yes.
0: If you want to ask us a question to answer, you can go to the Fanbyte Discord, which you can get to by going to fanbyte.casa. And once you're there, there's a channel called Fanbyte Questions. And uh, feel free to ask away there. Just make sure you mention that it's for Channel F. Or don't. We'll probably be able to figure it out. Uh, The F
2: stands (laughs) for 4 Channel F.
0: The F? Yes. Channel 4 Channel F. Fun playing Pokemon. Um... (laughs) Well, our first question comes from Fonk. So this is a Channel Fonk question. Yes. Mm, mm, Um, And it kind of ties into what we were just talking about with my answer. But uh, Fonk asks, any game you've made an excuse for not getting? Whether it's a valid one or not. Like, if a game was just not colorblind friendly or just instantly skeeved you out. And um, I may have talked about this on the show before, but my answer for this is Near Automata. And um partly I'm just allergic to hype and that's something that I am working on but when a lot of people <laughs> I know are like yeah this thing looks so amazing I almost instinctively like pull back and I'm like oh I don't feel like I can jump on this train or whatever but then also like I couldn't get over the whole main character design in near um of just like oh, it's a man who made a game where you play as, like, a fucky girl robot and she her clothes explode off and there's, like, really detailed water animation when her ass gets wet. And right. it's just like, oh, it's so cool and progressive and gay and awesome. And it's like, well... Is it, though? <laughs> um, and I feel like, I don't know, this is a bigger problem to me in general. I feel like a lot of people give passes to dudes in the media space designing like horny stuff because it happens to line up with what they like or whatever it's like they are still guys just making shit that makes them horny and like he and like but then people will give you know people like yohotaro props for just admitting that he is horny whereas someone like um uh what's his name metal gear
3: hideo kojima
0: hideo kojima has to invent reasons like oh she has to breathe through her skin or whatever which is also dumb, but just like, I don't know. I know Nier Automata is like a really well-made game. I, I've read about it. It sounds like incredibly well-constructed, Um, but it just I just couldn't get into it because I was just like, I just can't, I don't know. Not that characters shouldn't be like sexy or cool or whatever. Just, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and um, probably will never play it because of that. So, sorry, Nier. Sorry, sorry, Bane.
3: It's <laughs> sorry, Bane. Sorry, gaming
2: Bane. It's interesting that like, you know, the whole idea of this is kind of circling back to the beginning of this question or whatever. But like, I feel like in you mentioned right there at the top that um, you're trying to get over the like allergy to hype thing. And I think that like you've had this go both ways for you in a very short span of time where you've had um, Dark Souls, which is a game you avoided forever that you now love. And then like also tried Hollow Knight, which is a game I absolutely adore and then just did not click with it. Right.
0: Yeah, I might still I might try it a little longer with Hollow Knight, but so far I have not gotten into it. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, it's it's good to try different things and like you know be more open to to things, I guess. But at the same time, like I, I there is certainly like that risk of hitting in like what's the fucking comic where he's like let people enjoy things or whatever. Like the the idea of it's like, but also yeah, sometimes you just don't like a thing, you know. Too sure, yeah. You know, sometimes you're right. Sometimes your instinct is right. And like that it's you don't need to just like also waste a bunch of your time and make yourself feel bad because you didn't like the thing. And be on I mean, the pursuit of like open mindedness towards more
0: media. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a balance, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Paul say, I, I, in the chat I, says if it ain't for oh, you, yeah. it ain't for you. That's my motto. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh,
1: that's words to live by from Paul for sure. We've all, we've all know how I feel about jealousy. I get jealous if I can't enjoy the thing that everybody else enjoys. Like, I actually feel jealous. I'm like a child in some ways, which is very annoying. And, you know, I guess I'll just be big enough to like admit it where I just get so fucking jealous if people like something and I hate it. I'm like grumpy in the corner. Like, why why can't I enjoy it? Um, Which is my brain problems and no one else's.
0: But
2: yeah. No, 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 no. I think that happens to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah. what what about what about you two? What what games have you just you know been like? No, not for me.
1: Yeah, Stephen.
2: What what about you? So this one's funny because I literally just beat the first game in this series over this weekend.
0: <laughs> what? Oh yeah. T- yeah full <laughs> disclosure: this question we sat on from like a week ago. Right. I, we didn't get to it. I put it in the show notes last week. Um, but. Yeah, for answering it now. So
2: I'm sure there are other answers to this question if I thought harder about it, but what I have written here is the Legend of Heroes series. Um, which is just this, like currently, I think it's what, fucking nine games right what? now? Like, I mean it's more than nine games, but the current chronology that matters is nine games long. And
0: Wait. is mm- this the same as Trails or no?
2: Yes. The Legend of oh, okay. Heroes colon trails of uh Trails in the Sky. Oh, my God. Followed by... Because, the like, the original franchise begins on, like, the NES, and that's
0: just, like, the first nice. game is
2: just called The Legend of Heroes.
0: Okay. Can I just say, not a great name. No. The Legend <laughs> of Heroes. It doesn't really
2: mean anything, right? <laughs>
0: no. Now, wait, The Legend of Galactic Heroes. This is Heroes. Nihon Falcom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wait, this is the same... They do East as well. Yes. I think that's how you pronounce it. East, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. not wise. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, this
2: is, I think those are the two big franchises. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. No, Legend of Heroes started with Dragon Slayer. Yes. Which was like one of the earliest- uh, ARPGs,
2: right? Yeah, because no, yeah, I forgot how fucked up this is. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like Dragon Slayer, and then there's like Dragon Slayer two colon The Legend of Heroes, and then it's like the third game is called The Legend of Heroes colon It's a real fucking Dark yeah. Forces, Dark Forces two Jedi sure, Knight, yeah thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it all goes back to that. Um, my understanding though is that the Games that are coming out right now basically begin. I think they take place in the same universe, but they the story basically begins in the Legend of Heroes: colon, Trails in the Sky, mm. which came out on PSP originally. I think
0: I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, it. I think so. Okay. It also has, was on the PS3.
2: Yes, yeah. It was it, they've come to a bunch of different consoles at this point. And actually one of the things that has kept me from getting way into them is that none of these games are all available in just one place. Mm, um it's yeah, like two of them are on, Yeah, right? Uh two of them are on PSP and then like there's one the third game in that series is only available on PC and then two of them are available on PC but you and you can buy them on the American Steam Store, but you need to also download a fan patch. You need a
0: patch, yeah,
2: for the English translation because they haven't translated that one. There
0: are so into many English. JRPG series like that that are like like hugely popular in Japan mm-hmm. that have like never really gotten. I mean, the later games maybe have gotten more of a fair shake in the US, but like there are so many series like that where it's just like to to actually play all of them is a total nightmare, mm. um, especially if you're not in Japan.
2: Right. Yeah. And so I always thought to myself, like, eventually, okay, uh, this game was, like, one... I think I said this on an episode of 99 Potions, like, a million years ago, but I always thought that this game was, like, one Switch collection away from, like, really breaking uh, out in the US. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I just gotta I just gotta wait. They're gonna put this all out on Switch in one big package at some point. I should just wait for that. And then I finally got... I broke down and I finally played the first game on my Vita and uh, beat it uh, over the weekend. And... Nice. I, You know, shouts out to all the people who love these games. I enjoy my time with it, but, like, nothing fucking happened to that entire first (laughs) game. It's like, it's literally basically the prologue to the actual story of what's going on in the rest of that universe. And in, like, the last ten minutes of the game, there's just a huge info dump where it's like, okay, but the thing that you didn't realize was really going on is here's who the real bad guys are all Uh. along in a cutscene. And then it's like, and now for part two and part two takes place like five hours after the events of the first game. And I'm just like, okay, I, and I'm just exhausted with it. And I will, I will get back to it eventually, but I have so much other stuff to play right now. So.
0: God. Falcon uh, is a really interesting company. I just want to put that out there. They've made so many fucking weird early RPGs like Brandish. Okay. We got to talk about Brandish, Brandish? one day. Yeah. Oh. It's just a terrible, terrible, terrible game. He's
2: that main character from Trigun,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. It's like imagine playing uh Link to the Past, except instead of your character turning when you turn, uh the entire screen turns. Oh, oh whoa. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Um anyway, <laughs> Danielle. Yeah. What what about you?
1: Mine is like a whole genre of games or a whole type of games, it's not really genre. Um I I don't really play live service games that have a lot of updates because i am afraid i like i clearly have issues with the types of games i play and i play certain things for like thousands and thousands of hours and like that shit isn't live service stuff like i worry about control and like losing control over my own playing time therefore i just don't even let myself go near a lot of, like, live service games. Sure. You could argue Animal Crossing has a service, like, component to it, but it's so light, and it's so, like, okay, there's an update and a couple of little things. (laughs) It's not, like, here's a 40-hour campaign or, you know, whatever. I genuinely don't know. I guess you could put 40 hours into, like, some of the expansions of something like Destiny. I I purposely don't know, right? Like, I purposely just stay away from this because I, like, baby... I am a control issue baby, and... Very, like, truly worry about my own, like, impulse control with it.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, Animal yeah. Crossing almost feels like a situation where it's not a live service game by mistake, because Nintendo is just so bad at this Um, that, they, right.
3: like, that they're, <laughs> they're
2: kind of trying to do it, they're just really bad at that part.
1: Yeah, it's like, every few months there's a tiny little thing, and that feels fine to me. That, I won't, like, worry about becoming uh, addicted to it, or or to have, like, a problem stopping playing it, right? Sure. So Yeah, this is just this is just brain, brain problem central for both of my answers today. So yeah.
0: Totally fair. That's super real. Well, uh, let's do one more question. Ah, huh. Papa crab, Zach.
1: That's a great name. Uh,
0: recently rebranded from Papa bear. Zach <laughs> asks, have you ever managed to get your parents into playing a video game? Uh,
1: I'm so excited for these answers. Yeah. <laughs> So uh,
0: I have never really tried super hard. Um, When I was a child, my dad would play Mario World uh, sometimes. Yeah. um, So when I got a Super Nintendo, which was my first uh, console, my dad would play the water levels for me. Oh, that's cool. I got really stressed out during them. Um, Even the levels that just had water underneath them, like where you could swim in it. Um, because if you could fall off the bottom, that stressed me out. Uh, And so he would beat them. And then, like, you know, I would go to bed, and the next day there'd be, like, all these new levels open. I'd be like, oh, thanks, Dad. Uh, So cute. And um, the only other game that he has ever shown any interest in is San Francisco Rush 2049, the (laughs) game where cars (laughs) have wings on them and (laughs) do six stunts, uh, which is kind of incredible. And then my mom... Uh, has played, you know, like a lot of the kind of PopCap style things of like Bejeweled. Oh, and, um, yeah. The one where you shoot an orb at like a spiral of orbs. What is that one? Oh. Uh, Money Puzzle Exchanger. Uh, <laughs> nope. It's definitely um, not that. Sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> Bubble like no, Bobble? No, it's not type. you're shooting them at the top. It's like a, a kind of spiral going into the middle or going out. And you oh, don't oh, oh, oh. Out. I this know what another, you
1: mean, but I can't think of it. Is this yeah. another
0: King.com game? Uh, or it's like a pop cap or a Zuma. I believe it's called Zuma. Yeah. Oh, Zuma. There you go. Um, okay. so my mom okay. got into those, um, when I, uh, I gave her my DSI when I got a 3DS Aww. and then I ended up getting her a bunch of games, uh, as, uh, one of her Christmas gifts a few years ago. And I think it was like Bejeweled and like a bunch of other stuff. And one of them was Phoenix Wright because I w- I wanted to see <laughs> if she would get into Phoenix Wright because so it's like it's basically just it's like a visual novel. Like yeah. it's just like you know it's crime stuff and she likes crime stuff. I don't think she ever played it, but um, it would have been really funny, and it will be really funny if my mom ever gets deep into Phoenix Wright. God,
1: that's such a good idea, though. Like that that yeah, type of game for sure for, for mom.
2: No, that's, that's actually, like, a, yeah, a super smart way to do it. Like, maybe visually it's a tough
0: road to hoe if your parents sure, aren't, yeah. aren't,
2: like, exposed to that sort of thing. But, like, if they ever played it and it's like, oh, it's a murder mystery, it's, like, basically a fucking Agatha Christie story.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah.
2: Good choice. Uh, For me, no. <laughs> like, no, my parents have never... okay. Uh, I've never been able to get them into goddamn anything. I've tried in the past. I did have, when I was a kid, um, the same situation with you, Merritt, um, where your dad would play the water levels. We would make our dad play all of the forced scrolling run towards the camera sequences in Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) Oh, wow. Because they scared us and they stressed us the fuck out. Uh, other than that, they've never really shown any interest. As much as I've tried, my dad will occasionally play like a sports game or something like that, but, but never games that I am interested in personally. Um, trying to think of like, but nah, not really anything ever.
1: I, so I I distinctly recall my mom being impressed by the way the Nintendo sixty four looked. When we got one in 1997 and thinking that Mario Kart looked very impressive, Mario Kart 64, which is very funny. Uh, But she never really played any games. I don't think my dad ever really played any games, but there's one beautiful exception to this. My mother, I installed Beatles rock band once upon a time. And my mom is a big Beatles fan. She's of that Uh. era. She grew up in the 60s. She sang her fucking heart out, like, all the way, like, to, like, four oh, or five yeah. songs. <laughs> and it was like she had the time of her entire life singing the Beatles rock band songs. I think my sister was drumming. She doesn't, Celeste will play some games for sure and will play things with me. I definitely played things when we were young. But I think it was Celeste on the drums, my mom, me on the guitar, and my mom, like, singing her Friggin' hard out, and it was a very good time. I think it was only about one day ever, as well. But the day my mom played a video game, it was the perfect video game for her. So
2: that's yeah. awesome. I love that.
1: <laughs> it's very cute.
0: That's I d- very good. Yeah,
2: I could not in a million years ever picture either of my parents singing, much less singing in front of me with a big plastic toy, <laughs> like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe this is yeah. just like a,
2: a symptom of um like midwestern values and stuff like that like midwestern sure. like incredible passive aggression and like uh laconicness I don't know if that's a word but that might actually be a yeah. huge part of this, like just cultural difference here. Sure. Um, Because, yeah, like I could never in a million years get them to do something that they didn't want because they would just like change the subject or just move on or like nod and be like, uh-huh, sure. And then like never, because I've I've actually tried really hard to get my parents into uh, games before uh, just to kind of like sh- share something like that. But yeah, no, never worked out.
1: Yeah, Italian-Americans, uh, at least in my experience, are more than willing to sing into a microphone. Sure, <laughs> sure. At least in my family, they are. I mean, I don't know about every other family. I, I couldn't comment on, like, every other family that fits that description, but...
2: Yeah, you're not speaking it was, for It was an easy sell. Like, I'm
1: not speaking for all Italian-Americans, please. please <laughs> let's be clear. But in my experience, East Coast, Northeast, New England-ass, New England, uh, Italian-American moms uh you know choosy moms choose people's rock, to
3: say. To say. <laughs> Mo- <Choosing> <laughs> rock band
0: uh, yeah you know? and we found the name of the episode i think there it is <laughs> that's it we got there right at the end right at the finish line um Good. i think that's gonna do it for us this cool. this week mm. uh, yeah we're gonna wrap up here so um thank you all for listening and if you want to hear our other podcasts, uh, you can go to fanbite.com slash podcasts or go to podcastnet.org. And, uh, <laughs>
2: uh fucking URL yeah, gets a, me every time good. I hear it. It's
0: a bad Earl. It's a bad I mean, it's. A I good love URL. it, but it's bad. It's a good Earl. Um, <laughs> do you remember when people called things Earls? No.
2: You keep My name is Earl, that. okay?
0: Earl. My name is Earl. Um, but if it's... Wait, 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 wait. We reboot... Wait.
3: Yes! Oh, Here's yes!
0: what we do, okay? We reboot, <laughs> my we name do. is Earl, but it's Earl, like, in the internet. So he's on yeah! the internet. My uh-huh. name is Earl. You get it?
3: Yeah.
1: We get it, all-
2: Way. Space Jam Two. It's real popular with the kids already. They love the fucking Iron Giant. They love the the droogs from the fucking Clockwork Orange. We gotta put them in the internet.
1: Clockwork That's what we got
2: Clockwork Orange. Yeah, we put the internet in there. We get the kids. We get the teens. We get the Zoomers. We get the millennials. They don't got no money, but fuck them. They are a the product. That's how we get them, and we put them in the internet. Rick Ralph is there. We got it. It fucking sells itself. Mm. Yeah,
3: How? and awesome I do speak
2: concept. for all Italian uh,
0: Americans. Trademarks. <laughs> yeah. We'll cut this because this is important. Um, they, we don't want them to use <laughs> right? our. Great they can't ideas. steal
1: our ideas.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, they try to steal uh, our ideas. I send
2: Tony down over there to break and break their legs, steal their <laughs> kneecaps. How about that?
0: <laughs> well, if people want to beg you not to send Tony to break their kneecaps online, where can they do that? Uh, you can find me
2: on uh, Twitter at at Stevenstrom, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M.
1: I am at Danielle R.I., which is both Rhode Island and also Riendo. Wow,
0: wait. I, yeah. Wow. I mean, it was mostly I mean, just, for
1: Riendo, and then it I'm was always funny to me because people would be mind. like, is that for Rhode yeah. Island? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. I never yeah. thought it would. I didn't put together the Rhode Island thing.
1: It was kind of accidental.
0: I
2: yeah. I always thought it was the Rhode Island thing when oh. I was working for Zam.com dot com under Danielle at the time, and well, I was like, oh, Danielle or
0: between the other Daniels at the company. Yeah, they right. all get yeah. state based. We game.
1: we had a big brawl, and I won, and that's okay.
0: how I got it. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. The the K in uh, Merit K stands for K- K- Kaskatchewan.
0: Kaskatchewan. Yep. No states.
3: Saskatchewan. K- K-
0: <laughs> no states that start with K can't be done. <laughs> Cannot be done. <laughs> I was trying to think of Canada. Oh wait, Mary yeah. Canada right there. Well
3: That's right. <laughs> it's Mary Canada.
0: Yeah, um I have uh, good good news for you, um, which is uh that the term Canada likely comes from the Huron Iroquois word Kanata, meaning oh. village or settlement. Oh
2: so, and did that um, start with a K?
0: It did and does oh, start with a k. Fuck
2: yeah. That's
0: it's awesome. Kanata instead of Canada. Um so, you know, there is also a, a town called Canada uh in uh, Ontario, I believe. So and that's we, a little science fact for you. Yeah. It's good. So we
2: we made this all work and you know why? Because you're a Canadian, not a Cantadian.
0: Okay,
1: wow, we okay,
0: we have to go <laughs> um, okay. All right Wow all right well we got to wrap wow. uh, so you can find I me on my, <laughs> Wow you can find me at Merritcare. uh go hang out in our discord even if you don't want to ask us questions. There's a whole channel where people just post pictures of their pets and there's some really good pets in there. If there are some cats they're gonna blow your mind. Oh, it's, yeah. it's wild. it's wild. trust me you got to get in there. a the K, like out. cats spelled with a k like swat cats just like swat cats uh yeah just just like them uh so uh until next week uh i don't know keep on rocking in the free world Ah. and uh stay tuned to channel f